Hey folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You're on with Real Redneck Tom Millard. And of course, we got the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom. Bill, are you there? Good evening, everybody. As always, beautiful night for a podcast. It is a beautiful night for a podcast. And of course, we have the patriarch of Redneck Country, my father, Real Redneck Tom Millard. Dad sitting beside me. Are is your mic on? Are you hot? Yes, I am here. Whoa, it is on. Holy and I didn't walk over. I got dropped off tonight. <laughs> You got dropped off. Was I got it? dropped off. But I got to walk home. Oh, <laughs> he's he's got to walk home. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure Todd can give you a lift there. With everything that Avery's cooking up in the kitchen there tonight, maybe you don't even need to. You'll oh just- my gosh! <laughs> when a seven year old runs wild, you walk in the kitchen and the 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 island is just covered in stuff, and you have to try it. I I don't know. We're waiting. 911 oh. is on speed dial, folks. Yeah. We've got 91 dialed just in case. Ready to hit the one and go. This <laughs> yeah. podcast will get real interesting when it's uh 911, what's the emergency? <laughs> oh, she's already she already got one batch of stuff out of the oven. She doesn't remember what was in it, but she had me try one and doggone it was pretty good. We were just saying there's she's got water in a Ziploc baggie that she mixed into this dough. There was brown sugar, so I know that's all right. And then I said, what, what is this other bag? I don't know. It was just sitting there. So I put it in there. So uh, we would deduce. She said to me, it's my own recipe. I don't know what's in it, but I made it myself. No recipe. Tastes good, huh? Yeah, it does. Yeah, Krampa thinks everything tastes good. <laughs> hence, he's, hence he's got to walk home. The, um, yeah, no <laughs> To wear it off. But we think, we think it was shake and bake. Secret ingredient. And I had a chocolate chip in the middle. I know that. Yeah, chocolate chips in the middle. That was my job. When I came in, then I was enlisted to work. And I'm taking all the credit. She's looking at me right now. (laughs) And I had to I had to stuff the balls with the chocolate chips and put them in the oven. And then I came downstairs. And so my wife took them out. I think they could have been in a little bit longer, but I'll tell you, they were actually pretty good. Well, if you uh, stop talking halfway through the podcast, we'll all know something is wrong. <laughs> well, if I stop talking in life in general, we all know something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody calls something somewhere. <laughs> uh, so it is now the uh, the end of the week. We're podcasting on a different night tonight. So you guys got to have good stories about what you did this week. I don't know. Y'all think about what you do this week. What I do this week? Yeah. What'd you do this week? I had a great week. I had uh, I had venison tenderloin, and venison steaks, and venison chops on the Weber grill on Sunday. That almost doesn't sound like something the almost guy would get to eat. And <laughs> and I'll tell you the story tonight on the podcast. I think of where the venison tenderloin came from. Came from. Hey, I'm down with that. Now yeah. now we're rocking and rolling. But really. I think we need to figure out how good it tastes. And we're still waiting on the Meals on Wheels or Uber Eats or whatever the heck it is to get it here. It might be a little cold. but Might be. Might be a little bit cold. But I, I tell you right now, it was uh, it was a good day for, uh, for, for the Weber getting that fired up. And uh, the, the tenderloin I brought out was from the buck I, uh, I shot this year. And uh, it, it, had, it, was, it was one of the best... Uh, the cooking experiences that we had with tenderloin here at the house, uh, Violet, who sometimes is a little bit pickier on what she eats, not one complaint, not nothing of, of uh, negative. And I was sending pictures to my dad and my brother and the rest of the guys. And uh, it, uh, it, it was making their mouth water too, for sure. So 
That's awesome. Maybe I'll send you the pictures. Yeah, it was good. We had uh, barbecue macaroni and cheese, uh, venison tenderloin, and uh, corn. So it was it was a nice meal for and uh, corn. Person. Yep. This time of year. Well, it wasn't real corn. It was canned corn, but it field, tasted like corn. corn. It looked like corn. You just grabbed yeah. it on your way out of the bush. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what, how we roll. You got you got to wait till the frost hits it, Bill, for that field <laughs> yeah. corn to get that good flavor. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to my mom and dad who are uh, getting ready for mom to start to do some late season bull hunting. Uh, and she's all excited because they got two new spy point game cameras, ah. with self, cell phone feature and stuff like that. Isn't that cool? Yeah, they're they're loving it. They're, they're sending me pictures of does and fawns that are on there. And she's got one nice eight point. Um, nine but i think it's got a broken brow time but she's she's excited nonetheless because it's all about getting mom out into the, the ground blind and, and having some deer in front of her and giving her an opportunity to at least see some animals that, that is so cool that's something you'll never hear me say isn't it dad mm-hmm. oh mom's gonna go out bow, bow under <laughs> mom got some new spy point trail cameras yeah. <laughs> unless yeah, those come in a five-star hotel with a big shopping mall <laughs> right nearby that ain't happening. She's not even no, interested man. in how you did. She yeah. won't even ask you how you made out or what you got. She don't care. Really? But, he, but he's not bitter, folks. He's not bitter at all. <laughs> now, all these years that you bring and she doesn't wonder at least how it got there. She, don't, yeah. oh, she doesn't want nope. to hear about it. I'll tell nope. you what. Now, if you could set those spy points up in the mall somewhere and so that you could see when flash sales come on, she'd be having, she'd have 3,000 trail cameras. Nope. <laughs> I, I started hunting when I was 15. And, uh, I got married when I was 20, she's 19 and she hasn't cared about my hunting or shooting that whole time. What, well, 53 years, 52, f- 54, 56 years, 50, whoops, <laughs> 56 years. Yeah. She doesn't care. She, she does. In fact, she will flip the script. If I'm like, okay, I got to go hunting on Saturday or we're going to line up a field at, <sighs> I remember what it was like when I had kids and your dad was gone when you kids were home and you le- you're leaving your wife home alone and going hunting. But I'll tell you, my wife is more than happy that I go hunting. <laughs> That's why I can't believe the the wives that are, are get down. And I read posts about it that like the wife is upset that I'm going to go hunting and all that stuff. And I don't know. My wife can't wait for me to leave to go hunting. I, I guess the house stays cleaner. And I, yeah, her and the kids have a blast. I don't know. They, they, they love it. They boot me out. Yeah. And <laughs> you were more than happy to go. Oh, it's a win-win. It's a win-win. That's it. Okay. So dad, what did you do this week? Well, what I did this week was directly related to something that I did 43 years ago. It was a Saturday morning. And uh, the reason I went out grouse hunting that morning was because we'd had a snowstorm overnight and we had pretty good pretty good snowfall and I knew I had several places where I hunted grouse and I knew that the grouse would be looking for snow drifts and what they do is typically you get a bad storm like that and it's cold and where the snow is not heavy and melting it's fluffy them grouse will fly into a snowbank and spend the night there and so I went out that morning to a, a grouse covert that I knew very well and I was looking for those uh, spots in the in the snowdrift where the grouse had flown in. And it would be like if you stuck your hand in a snowdrift and pulled it out, the snow would kind of fall in and leave an indent. So I was looking for those places. And uh, what you did was you walked up to that snowdrift, found one, kicked that snowdrift, and you'd kick that grouse up into the air. 
And so that morning I had had three grouse already and I'm walking through the thicket and uh, the brambles and the briars and a branch let go, a thorn branch let go and hit me square in the face and hit my eye and boy, it hurt. But what I didn't realize at the time was that the thorn on that particular branch went straight into the pupil of my eye before it touched any other part of my face. And I physically pulled it out. And I went, wow, that hurt. That eye watered up. I thought, what's going to sting for a bit? And uh, so I just kept, you know, walking around a little bit and rubbing it and getting the water out of it. But uh, it didn't clear up. I thought, okay, I better go to the hospital. So I drove myself to the hospital, got to the hospital, and uh, the doctor there, he looked at it. He's I can't do anything for you. I'm going to dress it up. You get to your doctor on Monday, your eye doctor on Monday. Well, by the time I called the eye doctor and made an appointment, and he wanted me to come right in. He was mad. He said, the hospital should have called me immediately. The eye is the fastest healing part of your body, and it's already scarred over, and there's nothing I can do. They never had the technology to take care of it at that time. So for 43 years, I've looked through a scar. Every time I, I get uh, my eyes checked, I can't even read the top line on the chart. So they do all kinds of things with the lenses to try and get me to see clear. Well, I went to my eye doctor here in April and uh, he says, you know what? They got new technology out. I'm going to give you some tests. And he gave me some tests and he says, there's a doctor in London, an eye surgeon, I think that can remove that scar. You got a bit of a cataract and I think he'll do that. And so last Friday, exactly a week ago tonight, I went to that eye doctor and he took the cataract and the scar and he said he even got the debris that was been embedded in my eye for 43 years. Come and on. I went for the follow-up appointment today and I can read the bottom line on a chart with no glasses. So that's what that's I've been up to all week. All week I've been putting drops in my eye and sleeping with a patch. And so today he said, you're, you're good to go. Continue with the drops, but... Uh, you don't have to take it easy anymore. He's been a pirate all week. So that's what I did all week. I've been carrying this eye. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. It, uh, now you can see how ugly Todd really is. Well, now he has no excuse to miss targets. That's what I'm hearing. Is that what you're hearing? That's what I'm hearing. Well, yeah. And that's what I was hoping around. for, except my shoulder, because my shoulder's still not fixed. I found out that it's not just a rotator cuff. Both muscles are torn off that bone that holds your or shoulder into its socket and every time I, I don't have the strength to lift a gun and every time you lift it the socket the shoulder comes out of the socket so I'm still trying to train the arm to do a different thing and it just won't do what I want it to do Eric, but I'm excited I'm hoping I can go back shooting this Wednesday now and just see what I can do to work on the Bill, arm now. what do they do to lame horses Bill? Yeah they say something about uh, shooting them but i'm not sure <laughs> See, i'm not this, sure how that fixes the wound but at least they, you know they got now you got a horse that's lame handed with a gunshot so <laughs> lame and with a gunshot i like that this horse i i i fix and inherit some firearms i might <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think you better uh, let that one heal he's, he's, he's comedic relief for me on, on these calls anyway the comedic sure. relief he's the break in comedic relief yeah. oh that's too funny well that's good though i mean uh, I, first of all i would have never thought you hung gross like that uh, it, it's pretty neat to hear the stories of of uh grouse hunts and hunts that are different than the typical well, you know, tur turkey hunt. Without getting hunt. into grouse hunting, because we can do that on another podcast, because I know we're yep. gonna, we want to get into your deer one. But 
our grouse hunting down in Southern Ontario here is a lot different than when I see happens up in Northern Ontario where they're dumb as fence posts and you walk up to them. Like here, and I, I hear that people walk, they hunt them with a 22, they see them, they can shoot them, they walk up on them and everything else. And here, A, you got to find them. They're getting pretty scarce. But B, yep. it, we got to like hunt them up like rabbits. I mean, like you got Yeah, it's the same way up, up in the Ottawa Valley, like not to get into a gross hunting podcast, like you said, but you know, when, when we're hunting them up, up there, you, you're hearing the noise and then you're finding where they, they <laughs> went down as opposed to when I hunted them, when I was way up north hunting moose, you can walk right up to them with a with a bow and arrow and and, and shoot them. Yeah, like, I hear this, and I've never I've never gone up and done it right. And they're just, <laughs> oh, and I'm yeah. like, that doesn't sound like fun. That ain't that ain't hunting. It's just killing. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's filling the frying pans with that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just yeah, nope. it's more exciting when you gotta when you gotta kick them up and yeah, find them yeah. on the wing. Yeah, yep, yep. So that, wow. So, and you, what did I, you know what? I don't know what a whole lot I'd done this week. I, we shot uh, another inner club shoot, which I can't say I won some money, but we'll just leave it at that. I can't say that it was, uh, it was really awesome and I uh, got to see everybody. So that was a good time. But aside you from that. You get snowed on during the, uh, the shoot? It, well, oh my gosh. Yeah, we got snow. We got, uh, it seems like this last week and a half, it's been nothing but now it's starting to clear up now. But yeah, Actually, that slows the targets down, doesn't it? When it hits the snow, that's why you can hit them so much better. When it's <laughs> yeah, I wish you could hit them much better in <laughs> a snowstorm. I mean, if it wasn't pelting your eyeball, like covering your glasses up so you can't see and they're running down if you had windshield wipers or something. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, aside from that, I, uh, Christmas, Christmas shopping, all my stuff's coming in now from Amazon. I'm getting yeah. ready to rock there. I, uh, and I actually, I, I bought a pair. I had a, I have a story. I was, I was debating on sharing it, but maybe I will. Cause I bought a pair of shoes and I thought I, for those that don't know, I'm a bit of a sneaker head. I can't say that I'm full blown sneaker head. I have a lot of pairs of shoes, but I wear them. They're not in glass cases. They're not, but I do like non traditional shoes and I do like the color orange. So a lot of my shoes are orange, but they've got to be really cool looking. They've got to really catch my eye. So anyway, I, I seen a pair of shoes and I know what they were worth and, and they were selling them for, I, I'll even go in. The lady had them up for $90 and I know that they were worth more than that. They're brand new. They got to be brand new. They're brand new. And I thought, Hey, they're pretty cool. You know, at least even Megan might want them. So Unfortunately, they were half a size big, but the the lady I, I offered her sixty five dollars. Said I can't go any higher than that. That's just what it is, what it is, and I get it. They're they're worth more than that. And uh, with full disclosure, I know that. And so she's like, "Yeah, I can't go that." Hey, I can appreciate that. So I let it go. A couple of days later, she messaged me and said, "Hey, I, I I'm gonna lower them in price. So if you still want them for sixty five, I'm like, I'll be there." So I went over and got them. Megan did look at them and wanted them, but they were a half size too big. And I said, "No, it's it. We're not we're not doing that." Cause you're not going to wear them. And then the minute you put them on your feet, they're not worth money anymore. So I thought, you know what, that when I went over, this woman had this little girl was so cool and cute and was, Hey, hi, 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 hi. So I thought, you know what? I, I have the means because I am a bit of a sneakerhead. So I'm on the apps. I'm on the different uh, social media platforms and stuff in the sneakerhead arena. And so, and I know, the details about these shoes when they were released and everything else. So I thought I'll throw them on there for, 
more closer to what they're worth and I'll give the lady the money. So I was actually able to sell those shoes tonight. And then I went and slipped the the money under the door for her Christmas. So I was a little bit of a feel good thing. She just messaged me. Oh, up. She's like, good. did you just put money back under my door? She messaged me back on Facebook. I thought I could get away with it anonymous, but she had seen the ad that I had posted. So she knew. <laughs> so, but still made me, uh, made me feel good. Oh, that's it's it's good. Yeah. Christmas time of the year. You know what I mean? And, and so if I can sell them for her, I thought, Hey, that's a, that's a win-win. It's, it doesn't that's, hurt me. That's what it's all about. You know, it's doing good things for people and making sure that as we, you know, are very, very fortunate, um, the redneck uh, community here we we're able to give back the best that we can and make sure people are taken care of right agreed it's a building community whether it's just in your community in the hunting community in any community and that's what life's about so yeah it was and she's just she messaged me i'm absolutely speechless made my night that's all i needed to hear i don't i don't want to respond awesome yeah it gives uh, people faith in humanity again and, and the, the world that we're in and all the craziness we can do something nice and people can appreciate that then yeah we're doing we're doing the right Agreed. Thing. i don't share that to gloat so much as just to say nope. you know hopefully it's it's contagious it gives you an idea yeah. to do something like that but it was it, it made me feel good it's selfish wise it made me feel good and it's that time of year that that you want to feel good anyway like oh, i want to do that stuff all year round but the opportunity just presented itself so seize the moment carpe good diem right. so so good yeah, job. so that was my week. Good job. Good. Pretty much in a nutshell. I was working and, and hustling those shoes, <laughs> trying yeah. to, because, oh my gosh, online, it is not a fun deal to sell anything online, <laughs> unless you want like somebody's used tire and a box of kittens for whatever you're selling. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, so, but, but yeah, that was my week. Got, got her done. And now here we are recording a podcast and ready to rock and roll so where are we going are we going on about your i'm down to hear your buck story absolutely you know what i think it's uh it, we can tell that story tonight i've got it, it doesn't take up a whole podcast but it, it was for me the story of a perfect day wait 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 before get, we get into this can i make fun of you if, sure. like you're asking <laughs> really i'm just i'm who's just gonna <laughs> stop you that's the question <laughs> not not can i who's gonna stop you <laughs> really i'm just saying that so that people are like oh okay it is todd <laughs> yeah <laughs> full disclosure folks he does know i make fun of him we're good to go <laughs> yeah this is the way our stories go i'll be interrupted about 55 times throughout the entire story and we'll go from there but this is what we do right i'll go for a record so so yeah. can we consider this the first interruption okay carry on this is the first interruption yeah i'm gonna make ticks so this was uh this was the wednesday of the deer hunt we'd already we were already had a pretty successful week up to this point in time with uh with the alliance and we we had four of us in the camp like i was telling you before two doe tags and and two two buck tags um well antlered uh tags only and with the the alliance sorry the alliance <laughs> there you go it's the first time you get that in there but yeah we had a great week so there we had some bow hunt i had a successful hunt on on the monday and uh we passed up on a bunch of deer on tuesday and we decided um since you know we already had two deer on the pole um we were going to take six points or better if i was oh we're getting picky on this now huh it was uh, it was just the deal that we we established amongst ourselves to give everybody an opportunity. Now, to, uh, just to, to be clear, you didn't say how many inches. Like, oh, I'll only shoot one fifties. Oh, no. You were six points or greater. Yeah, 
And that's the, the, it plays into the story a little bit. So I say we're getting picky, but dad, we don't shoot bucks unless they're eight points or or greater, right? Like that's just normal. If it's brown is down, let them tell the freaking story. (laughs) 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 Thanks, Don. I appreciate your support. I really, I got your back. Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) It, What sucks is I got the volume controls on the mixing board beside me. So we're good to go. (laughs) And he wouldn't even know what he's doing. (laughs) So, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday was a it was a pretty interesting day at the camp because we had a what a massive storm that came through. It was a big windstorm, and uh, I'd sat up in the the stable field, which was kind of where I thought I would see the most deer and had had great success at seeing deer at this point in time. And and it was the the same spot that I had the big ten on camera that I shared and mm-hmm. my brother saw later on. But it, uh, it to me it was a promising promising spot. So. Tuesday I was there and I put down my secret apple mix and uh, I had, I had, uh, what did I have? I had uh, a fawn and a button buck and I had a doe and they went away. And then I had a doe come back in and she was hanging around. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this before when, when you can hear the wind coming from a long piece away and you can hear it just, slowly get it's calm in front of you and the wind comes through it through the bush it gets louder and louder and then all of a sudden it's on you i don't know if you've ever experienced that before or not in the bush like the you could hear the trees starting to a far ways well, like, yeah oh, here comes the wind the it, gust the it's gu- exactly the right it's a coming. massive massive gust that yep. came through well this this came through and i could hear it from miles away it seemed and it sounded like a, a, the F-18 Hornet firing up at the air show or something as it was coming from far piece off. And as it comes over, it <laughs> right through the, the woods. How did that go? And this, yes, yeah, thanks. <laughs> this deer, well, I could hear it coming. And all of a sudden this wind came on us and this deer hit the ground all four and bolted as if it was, it was on fire. It was, it didn't hop away. It didn't, it didn't, uh, it went away scared and fast and on hope it hit the really? ground. And I from from the wind? The, it was the neatest experience I've ever saw. And this wind came through and I, I thought I was going to fall out of the tree. Was it, it that dead, fast? Dead calm. I'm telling you, it came, came from dead calm to being able to hear this. And it, it rolled behind me for about 25 seconds before it actually came up upon us. It came upon me. And when it got to me, that deer was in front and it did not know what to do. It, it looks left, it looked right, and it hit the ground on all fours and just it army crawled, it, it seemed, but it, it it took off like a shot. I've never seen that happen From the before. wind, yeah, because to me, I figured they'd be used to that. Yeah, well, me too, and it, it wasn't scared of me, obviously, because it, it was... It was scared of the wind and the environment. <laughs> because around. really, I mean, who's scared of you, Bill? Like, come on. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm sitting up in a tree with, uh, with, with camel paint on, waiting to. They've all to seen get you big, shoot. Big ticket yeah. Like, oh, that's the yeah. almost guy. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's so that bizarre deer, because you'd figure that the deer neat. are used to that wind, and like you were prepared, you could hear it coming. You figured the sure deer could. would have heard it coming long before you and been prepared for that. F-18 Hornet, yeah. but if it was that, was it, it was that sudden that it scared it that crazy. deer? It was, it was a, the most, one of the, the more, more amazing experiences I've had in the, in the deer woods. And then the same day, uh, you know, 45 minutes before that, I had a little button buck out in front of me in the, uh, the apples and that button buck, um, there was a raven 
that uh, had flown over. And believe it or not, that raven flew over and the deer looked up at the raven and, and kind of was like, well, what's that? And was scared of the raven. The raven came and landed on the tree above the deer and the deer took off and hid underneath a bunch of bram- bramble bushes and looked up at that raven until it flew away. No kidding. I have, I have no clue what, you know, it's a raven. It's a okay. big bird. Don't get me wrong. Are these like the deer you're hunting? They must be picked on by a lot of stuff. I'm thinking this deer was like, was very much had, had said some social anxieties and some problems <laughs> that was, was he's going through some stuff so we, we let him be <laughs> we she just let him the, go through his she stuff. needed the deer psychiatrist she was yeah having <laughs> some having a struggle every little it's thing strong. was anxiety she got into the uh the neighboring farm's plot <laughs> was, yeah and he's been picked on ever since and ravens and wind this year these deer are just not happy so but you know so i put the put the stuff out on tuesday night and i and i figured you know what it, it wasn't i didn't see big ticket come out it, uh and i'm just gonna leave it there obviously i'm not gonna take it back with me so wednesday morning i know i've got feet out there i'm gonna go back and sit in in the same stand it's it's gonna be great this this stand is going to be the one that uh, uh, that I'm going to see a big deer out of it, you know. I, so I go to back to camp Wednesday morning. I get up right early. I want to get in there super early because I want to get there in front of the deer. I've seen them, the cameras, and the the bucks are coming in uh, early, and I want to get there so that if I'm in the stand before them with 45 minutes before legal shooting light, I can then have the 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 animals waking up in front of me which was the theory. Well, it doesn't always work out the way it plans, right? Like I'm the almost guy. So <laughs> we get, I get into the stand 45 minutes before legal shooting light. It was great. I, uh, I let the, the nature wake up in front of me. Uh, my brother comes out to his spot and then I get a text message on, on my phone from TJ, which is the other friend uh, uh, we hunt with there. The ATV died halfway to my stand. I got to walk. I'm like, okay, I'm already in the stand at this point in time. He's got to wait, walk pretty much directly, walk right past my stand. But he would have uh, normally driven spot. by you? Yeah, but it's not that it, it's close enough, but I can't see him. It, it's probably 100 and maybe 200 yards uh, in front of me. There's lots of bush in between us. There's an ATV trail that runs through and around where the stable field is. Yep. I'm pretty, pretty much maybe 200 yards away from him at any time that he's traveling around me at the minimum. Okay. So now are these, you go in obviously 45 minutes before light, are they going in at light or do they go in in the dark too? Well, it depends what time they wake up. I'm I'm the guy. (laughs) Yeah. I'm the guy in the hunt camp. My brother will tell you as soon as he, when he gets on that, he's the guy that wakes up, gets dressed and goes, I, I eat breakfast. I, I get up. I, I'm the first first one up, even though there's only four of us in camp. Uh, I'm the first one up. I put the fire on. I put the, the, the coffee, teapot, water on. I, I get things ready. My dad wakes up, goes to the bathroom four times before he goes out. No, he's older now. He's got to go to the bathroom <laughs> half a dozen times and <laughs> before he's ready. So he may not go. He doesn't like going right before legal shooting. Like he likes to go at first light. Because his opinion is he kicks deer out as he's walking to his spot. So he wants to get a crack at him, maybe. Maybe. But my my brother, 
you know, I'm always nine times out of 10, I'm the first guy out of the camp by a good 20 minutes before the rest of the guys. See, that's my, so, my theory. I make dad and everybody go because I'm, I'm certain dad, you don't want to go as early as I do, but you do. Cause we go together, but I make them so that we're in the, I want to be in the stand like you 40 minutes early. Yep. It doesn't always Absolutely. happen, but I, I, yeah, we're going in before legal shooting time so that we're ready to go. No question in my and mind. And I'm like, it's, it's one week a year. Hunting. I can get up one week a year. We're doing it. This is, this is why I'm, I'm on vacation. But the way, the way I had this envisioned in my head is exactly the way Wednesday played out. And so I, I'm in the stand. TJ's having a rough day. I, I'm really, really uh, sad for him after I tell the story, but his ATV breaks down and now he's walking and he's got to walk probably another, oh, I don't know kilometer and a half at least to get to his spot <laughs> from some, from where the atv broke down that's some property man yeah he he he, he was walking but so I, I i feel bad for him because he wasn't in his stand for five minutes maybe and you pulled and, the trigger. Uh, yeah <laughs> so <laughs> but so he, he went from a bad day but anyway so I, i'm sitting in my stand and and uh yeah first late the the it was had to be about 20 after seven or so, I, I guess. And uh, a doe comes right out in front of me. I'm like, great guys. At, at this point in time, I'm texting, texting my dad, and my brother, TJ's just got into a stand. Hey guys, I got a doe in front of me. I'm going to watch it, you know, see what's, what's going to come behind it. Cause there was, um, my dad hadn't shot yet. And uh, we still had, um, we still had a doe tag, I think. Yeah. We had a doe tag left. Uh, Cause when we had the deer down, my brother shot a buck and I had shot the doe. And, uh, this, the doe comes out and, and I'm like, Hey, this is great. I got a doe here. This is perfect. First light. Everything's going to plan. I could watch a deer from the morning. And sure enough, I see another white tail flip behind this deer. I'm thinking we've got a lot of pictures of uh, a doe and a couple small fawns on camera. So you're figuring it's and a I'm, fawn. I'm thinking figure it's a fawn. I'm like, this doe is the, this nice sized doe. And she seems to be the one that we're seeing on camera. And I see the flip of the tail. And I'm like, oh, another deer. Oh, it's a buck. And and I'm looking at the, this buck, and it, he's, he's right on the trail of this doe. And he's falling the doe right out of the, uh, the hardwoods right in front of me. I would say they came out exactly the way I didn't think they would come out, directly in front of me, 90, 95 yards. And the doe comes, and she's in my shooting lane at, at, at 95 yards. The buck comes out and stops broadside behind uh behind three pine trees and all i can see is his head and the rack his, his head his neck and the rack and i pull up and, and i'm like and you're trying oh, to count points a, we got to be greater it, than six <laughs> yeah greater than six and uh <laughs> and now now the greater than six is this like your brother's 10 uh, <laughs> where it's your dad would argue that's an eight, but it's a 10. And so now you're well, like trying to judge. Okay. We could, we, could we count that one? Does that it's, it's five and a half. No, it's going to be six. It's six. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I did. And, um, I counted four and I thought, okay, there's gotta be two brow tines there. So it's gotta be a six. <laughs> <laughs> you, you close my eyes and imagine, wow, it's yeah. 12 inch brows. <laughs> We're good to go. <laughs> so it, it was, it wasn't a big deer, but it, it, it had a, a wider rack and it was, you know, it, it was not your, your, your Texas 10. It was, 
it was a buck fallen adult. And I, I get on the, the text message to my, the, the guys and said, Hey, I got a doe here. And just a second. Oh, I got a buck here. My dad's like, well, shoot it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's all I need. Yeah, done deal. You guys read it. He said it. <laughs> and I, and I, I had to lean to the side and I, I leaned to the side and I, uh, now I see front shoulder and he gives me enough time and I just pull back and kaboom. And, and he takes three steps in front and falls right there. Oh. I, I, text, I text back to my dad. Okay. <laughs> His text was shoot it. Uh, you know, less than 30 seconds later. Okay. <laughs> After the shot goes fuck down. I think it's it's four at least maybe six, and I could I could see the the steam coming off my brother's uh, tree stand as he's as he's uh, waiting for me to count six points. <laughs> <laughs> it's a J eight, so it's a six in anybody's book. Yeah. <laughs> he's so, gonna hate me. <laughs> you're not even safe, Jay, and you're not even on the podcast tonight. <laughs> I get so I, th- this buck, and this is at seven seven thirty almost whatever time it was almost seven thirty exactly it was and this this i take the shot the buck takes three steps forward falls right in front i'm like guys take your time uh, the buck is down i see him in front of me and now i'm going down thinking please let there be two more points please let there be <laughs> yeah. two, more, two more points yeah. and i'm thinking all right guys take your time tj you start now because you've got at least three hours to get to me <laughs> yeah it was it was it was pretty funny so I get down, you know, and I slowly uh, lower the gun. Didn't even put another uh, shell in because there's no point, right? I get down and I walk right up to it and I count one, two, three. On one side, one, two, three, four. Whew. Okay, seven point, seven point one <laughs> down. Got him. You're good, good to go. <laughs> I'm like, whew, whew. that's uh, that's good. Like, so you know, I said my said my prayer and I thank you very much for giving your life up for, for me and my family. And, and I enjoyed the moment. Uh, Let's key in on that. Do you do that? Do you say, are you thankful? Like you're, you're a believe and therefore you, you say a thank you for it. Every time, every time. That's awesome. You know, I, I, I say my, say my thanks and uh, you know, I, I, my own, my own time when there's nobody there and I just put my hand on the animal and I say, thank you very much for the opportunity you've given me. And, and, uh, you know, the respect to, to the animal, to the hunt, to the, the land, to, to everything, just bringing it together was, was just saying thanks. You know, that's, that's I'm what glad I do. to hear you do that, Bill, because I do that same thing a little differently. But I always ask uh, the Lord to ask the spirit of that animal to forgive me for taking its life, but let it know it can be very proud as part of such a terrific uh, part of God's creation and that it will never be forgotten because there's pictures and, and whatnot. And, uh, and just give thanks for that opportunity. I do that too. That's yeah, awesome. It's, yeah, That's it's awesome here. A lot of guys are, are, are praying prior to the shot, but it's good yeah. to pray after as well. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do both. Let the, I, I don't, uh, I consciously do, but you know, it, I, before, but I definitely, after when I, when I find the animal and I, I give, they take that opportunity to make sure, you know, I'm thankful yeah, for that. Respect. Opportunity. So, yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. So my dad shows up and uh, I tell him the story. And I, I tell him where the deer was when, when I shot it, because the deer's on the ground and my brother is still waiting for TJ. Maybe he went to pick him up, I think, because <laughs> uh, to save him from walking. And my dad and I are there together kind of talking over the, the, the hunt and, uh, 
I stood right where the deer was when I took the shot and we could hardly even see the tree stand back. But when I leaned sideways, you could definitely tell where the stand was. And, and I had a clear shot. There was nothing in between. I wouldn't have taken the shot if it wasn't, uh, wasn't good. And, and, uh, I ended up talking, uh, taking the top of the heart off of the, the deer. So it, the shot was true. Right but on. It was, it was early enough in the day that it was just the absolute perfect day for me. It, it was exactly how I, I pictured the day going. We, we had the deer back in camp and up and, and gutted and hung, um, uh, hung up by, I don't know, call it 8.30 maybe. A.M. And Oh, yeah, 8.30 a.m. Yeah, that is it, it was It was super early. Like I said, TJ was only in the spot for five minutes before I pulled the trigger. And he had to, if if <laughs> TJ's listening, I'm, I'm leaning towards he might have just bumped that deer right to you. Bumbo dough, the dough in the buck. I don't mm. know, but it was, it wasn't the first year he bumped this week, but or that week. But anyways, we I got the deer back, and uh, I said to my dad, my brother Jay, go please, please go hunt. This is my, this is exactly how I pictured my day going. Shoot the deer, and I, I'm all about the entire process. I like this. I don't know if because you it, sent me. Like now I know where we're going. You sent me pictures of this part coming up. And yeah, I, make, I was, I? yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually impressed. I remember yeah, this, this is, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carry on, carry on. Yeah, this is my day. I mean, I, I went back to the camp. I, I hung the deer up, and I spent the entirety of the remainder of the day preparing the deer for the butcher. For I, I, I uh, poured myself a cup of coffee. Coffee I there. I put. Oh yeah, Nerd? yeah. I drink coffee too, you know. <laughs> I know you <laughs> I say that, the, but I'm waiting for you to slip and actually let us know it was tea. <laughs> <laughs> no, this time it was, but it was Starbucks coffee. If that means it. Oh, that's that's like tea, dude. You can't buy a coffee worked. at Starbucks unless you have a Louis Vuitton purse, right? So I don't, that's just or, I, I automatically. Or you go my you. route, and my daughter works at Starbucks, and I get it for free. So, <laughs> but anyways, I, it was great. Yeah. I poured myself a cup of coffee. I had the whole camp to myself. The, I had the door open because it was starting to get a little bit warm. Uh, it was it was warming up on Wednesday because Thursday was like shorts day. But anyways, Wednesday, uh, the deer is is hung up now. I get my knives out. The music is going in the, the hunting shed. Uh, and I, I start to, to take the hide off the deer. I take all the, the tallow and the, the fat off it. I take the hair, pick the hair off, prepare it for the, the taking it to the butcher. We call the butcher. My mom shows up in the truck. We load it on the truck, take it into the butchers. Like it was an entire day of absolute relaxing fulfillment from the, the time I woke up to having deer in front of me to the time that the, the sun was going down to, to have the experience completed. It, it, it was, I don't know how to explain it other than it was just one of them days that you just can remember for the rest of your life. That's so cool. And you day. did it all, all on your own. I, well, you guys oh hunt. I got this. You, you yeah, guys go. I did. Yeah, I did that side of it. I did all on my own. You know I mean? I definitely, the guys, it's not because they didn't want to believe me, but we all help each other. Oh, absolutely. I absolutely. So, I was so happy for them to be able to go hunt. I was happy that I was able to do it my, my myself at my pace, my time, relax. Uh, it, nothing on my mind besides reliving the hunt, the experience, preparing that deer for 
the butcher, the, the, the hide, I ended up tanning that hide. That was the one that I, I most recently did and showed you the pictures of <clears throat> the head. I did a European mount on it's, it's up there. Pictures are, are prepared to be printed. So, I mean, it, the total respect for the, the day, the hunt, the animal, six points, four points. It, it just was the perfect day. That's so cool. So, Okay. So if anybody's brain is like mine in this whole process and, and, and I remember you sent me pictures that day. Now I know where, I know what story you're talking about. And you were, and you said that right all day. I'm, I'm, I'm processing this deer all day. And you sent me pictures of it caped out. You sent me pictures of it hanging skinned and the whole nine yards and you had music playing. So if anybody's minds like my, what music is deer preparation and Oh. Well, yeah, just just uh, the playlist. I've got everything from the tragically hip to uh, I don't even know. I've got all kinds of music on my uh, Spotify playlist. That I'm a I'm a great big tragically hip fan, uh, but I, I listen to old country music to the to '60s rock to um, modern country. I'm so to curious on this. Like this, yeah. so this whole story. Yeah, yeah. If anybody thinks like so, at one time. I was going hunting with Scotty and I'm like, okay, I got to go over there and pick him up. I thought, well, I'll head over early and I go over and I'm knocking on the door and I'm like, he's not answering. I know he's home. His truck's here. And he always leaves the door unlocked. So I swing open the door and, and I walk in and Miley Cyrus, I believe, (laughs) or no, what was Bieber's ex-girlfriend? Darn it. I can't think of her name. Brown hair. I can picture. Anyway, it's playing. And I'm like, hello. And he's got two teenage daughters. So I'm like, this isn't out of the ordinary. They're not home. Dude is vacuuming and dancing downstairs. I walk downstairs. He's vacuuming, dancing, and singing along to the music. I'm like, all right, I'm out. I'm going hunting. Uh, you have a yeah. good day. This can't carry on. So, I, I sorry to hijack your state. You know it was an episode. No, but but I, if anybody thinks like me, if that's listening, is okay. What music does Bill Tom listen to? What what is the Almost Guys playlist? I'm kind of curious. Yeah. So I got a very eclectic taste in music, and yes, you know, you listen to my my playlist, and, and there's a little bit of everything on there, and I, I truly do. I'm the same Celtic way. Is there hip hop on there too? No, you draw the line at hip hop. The only one is uh, Jump Around. That that's <laughs> hip hop to me. That's right. That's it. Well, that's hip hop. Now that's it's it. rap. I don't, I don't, you call that, I don't do the rap thing, but I'm the hip hop thing, right? Late eighties, early nineties. I'm down with that. No, I got no time for any of that stuff in mind. If, <laughs> if it's new style, the only one, the one song that it was for my oldest daughter is uh, Billy Eyelash or whatever that person's name is. Nope. Uh, I'm out. I know my yeah, daughter it, has it, it too. It, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> nine times out of 10. That's a skip on mine. Unless she's in the car for the one time and it's, it's there, but no, it, it Again, it's it very eclectic, and I, I, most times it'll be the tragically hip if if anything is my go-to. Huh. There you go. So that was that was my uh, my buck story in the perfect day. That's awesome. And TJ did make it out of the woods, okay? He did, but there's another side of that story that someday I'll I'll tell that one on another podcast of how my dad got his deer. Absolutely, we'll have to get yeah. we'll have to get some of them. I know we're going to have Jay on again, right? Yeah. He's going to tell his story. Maybe we can bring TJ on too. TJ would be very upset to tell the story of when my dad shot his deer. <laughs> Could I make yeah. fun of him too? Uh, I'm not sure if he'd uh, he'd appreciate that as much as my brother and I do. So. <laughs> appreciate, I like it. Appreciate yeah. is is a word. It is a word. That, right that's on. that's where I went. 
Well, I like that. So story. there you go. That's yeah. That was that was good. Well told, Bill. I That's, like it. I love I'm getting it. better at these storytelling things. I, I, I didn't think you're ever an issue. So, <laughs> which is wicked. And Dad, I think did you want to share your doe story? Because we could finish it up with because Dad shot. We talked last week about him and how I had to make it happen for him. He sent me on the the push where he knew they were bedded down, but then he shot another doe. And we let him now. He's he, we, we we try to cater to him. Yeah, right. Same day, <laughs> same day, like eleven thirty in the morning. I tell Todd to go over down where I figure that doe's bedded. Anyway, he puts up two deer. One runs on my runs my way. I stop him, shoot him, and and crashes right into a tree in ten yards from where I hit it. So that was great. And uh, we. Get You're that. welcome. Yep. So. <laughs> I'm going back after lunch. I'm going back to the same stand, same day. It's now quarter to five. And uh, I, I'm looking, I'm scanning, I'm, I'm, see, I'm making sure I can and see the whole field. And I'm sneaking looks behind me now and again without moving. And I don't bring my head back until I turn and, and look to make sure I can sit back up straight. And I'm looking straight down this fence line. And I've cleared the brush away as much as I can from my stand so I can see to the corner and I see under these high kind of leafy limbs, it looks like a pair of legs of a deer in the corner. And I went, is that deer legs? It's quarter to five. It's starting to get dust. And I kind of scrunch down in the blind and take a look and sure enough, now I can see four legs. I said, that is a deer. So I really carefully moved the gun over and I'm looking through the scope, to see if I can pick that deer out. And I don't find it in the scope. So I put my head aside and, yep, there's there's the legs, there's the body. So I put the gun back over and sure enough, there's there's the deer. And it's a big doe. And I figure it's the one that I saw go and bed. And that's one of the deer that Todd jumped earlier that morning. And I figure what's happened, it's come back up the top looking for the one it was with. Because it came right up the hog back. And right up into the corner of the field from the bottom, I didn't see it come out of the woods. I didn't see it come across the field. All of a sudden, it's standing there, and it's kind of quartering away or quartering towards me. And his head, her head is swung down to the ground, kind of sniffing along be, beside her, her kind of turned back. So I wait until she lifts her head, and she looks straight, uh, almost like a 45-degree angle to my left, and she's looking in that bit of a woods and I put the gun where I figure it should be that, that it's going to quarter through the, through the left front leg and, and go through the lungs and come out behind the right front leg. And I touch it off. Well, that deer print near falls over and corrects itself, but swings to the right and runs directly away from me. And I figure, Oh no, I hope it went into the woods. I hope it didn't go over and down into the bottom, bottom of the ravine. Yeah. And I wasn't sure. So anyway, I, I uh, messaged Todd and I, I said, I got a deer down or at least I hit a deer. I almost fell out of the tree stand because it was, it was getting to be that time of night. Right. And, and everything's quieting down. I'm only 200 yards from him up on, on top of this ravine. And yeah, that yep. will wake you up. So no kidding. <laughs> I said, make you jump. Uh, yeah, what do you want to do? I said, it's going to take me five minutes to get unhooked and get everything down and out of the tree, maybe 10 minutes. 
And uh, he says, well, I'm coming right over because it's getting dark. It's getting dark. Yeah. We want to find blood. We want to see if we can find that deer. So we mentioned the other guys that are messaged them and said, this is what we're going to do up here. So by the time I got down and got everything uh, off and my vest well, that I wear that holds me into the tree, it has a strap that goes around the tree. Well, you roll that up and it goes into a zippered pocket on the vest. So I put it in the zippered pocket and zippered it and I'm just taking the vest off and I made, I took a step and I stepped on it and I went, how did I miss that pocket? So I unzipped the pocket. I picked it up. I made sure it was rolled. I put it back in there and I zipped it up again and it fell right straight through to the ground again. And I went, Oh my gosh, that must be a hole in this pocket or it must be ripped out. Well, by that time, Todd's there. And I said, there's something wrong. I'm going to lose this strap. He's never mind that. Put it down. We got to go and find it's this deer. It's freaking dark. <laughs> you know, we, yeah. we got a one track. No, no, no. We got to deal with this strap right I now. I don't want to lose the strap. You don't want to <laughs> lose the strap. Right. So I'm, oh, geez. So he's, he's grabbed me by the car. So let's, go, let's go look at, you know, Todd, <laughs> I mean, he's just, he's excited now. He's, he's one track mine. Let's go find well, it. I'm a one track mine. <laughs> it's getting dark. <laughs> So, and I've already reloaded. I reloaded in the stand. So he said, where was that deer? So I showed him where it was. No blood. Let me tell you. So there was no blood. And I'm now I'm thinking, okay, he's more concerned about the strap than this deer. And there's no blood. And we got, uh, I'm, I'm looking. This is a field, a bean field. There, it, he, it was a ways out in the field. We should have some blood. And I'm looking everywhere. And he's telling me the way it faltered when he hit it, the whole nine yards. Tell me how much you second guessed him. I, I didn't. Yeah, well, yeah, I wasn't. I'm right. I wasn't second guessing. But, of course, Todd, Not he's you. doubting. He's Todd doubting is, everything. He's I'm doubting. doubting. I don't yeah. doubt. So I'm yeah. usually the guy that says, if dad pulls the trigger, you know it's good. Anyway. I said the way it ran, it didn't look like I was heading into the into this kind of wooded bedding area. It looked like I was heading right for the corner, of course, to the top. Now it could have swung to the left after it got in through the ragweed and that I don't know. So he took a couple steps out of the field and he picked up a leaf that had a spot of blood. He's okay. We got a spot of blood. Well, he couldn't find another leaf. So by now we're standing right on the top of that ravine. I say ravine, but it's just a hill that goes down into oh, the valley. Oh, it's 200 yards down. And it just goes into the valley, hey, so you it's ain't not climb, a ravine. And you ain't climbing up it. Like, it's a but, mile. But it's it's a yeah. valley down the bottom, but and it's a ravine. Farm it. It's a mile across. It's a ravine side. Like, it is yeah. straight down to hardwoods and then a creek and then more hardwoods, and then they farm it. But it is straight down. I mean, it's it's not pretty. So when we looked over the edge, here, six feet apart, you can see the light-colored leaves turned up dark. And you could see, okay, that's where it went down. Look, it's it's jumping. It's it's turned up. It's turned up. It's turned so up. So I, st I started to go down this well, side. I'm holding on to trees, looking, and I'm yeah. following turned-up leaves. There's no way I can go down. So I said, I'll go walk along the trap <laughs> and see if I can... You know, not, keep not, not with that strap up there still. We can't leave that strap. <laughs> That's another story. So anyway, he's, he starts down. Well, it turns out the deer actually ran along the side of the hill for a bit. A little ledge. Yeah. Like, a, like it went about maybe three quarter, a quarter of the way down. It went kind of along the edge of that hill. 
and then turned down again. So eventually we got to the hogback, which is about a 45 degree. So I'll chime in now because I'm, I'm the one I'm halfway down and I'm holding on to trees as I'm walking. Cause I'm thinking, Holy geez, how is this deer holding itself on this ledge? Well, it's hit and not pumping blood, not falling. So now I'm getting a little nervous because we had like a spot of blood and I'm following turned up leaves and there's a lot of deer in this area. Am I following that deer's turned yeah, up leaves? Right. So yeah. finally, I find a good a good spot of blood. So I'm like, okay, all right. Now I'm, I'm getting all kinds of blood. Well, now instead of looking for blood, I've got so much blood. Anybody that's tracked a deer knows this. You're now looking for white belly, right? Like you're yeah. you're looking up every every spot of blood. You're looking up. Where's the belly? Where's where's the white belly? Where's the white belly? Where's the white belly? Well, now it's dark. I mean, it's it's black, dark. It is you. It's a hard. And now I'm down in this halfway down this ravine in the hardwoods. It's dark. And so I got my phone and I'm trying to, I'm walking on this edge, holding on to trees, my phone with the other hand. So I don't fall down and I'm following this blood as dad's at the top, following along on the hogs back a lot, what we call the hogs back as I go. And so I'm still nervous because I went, what dad? 150 yards, 200 yeah. yards along this edge and just following blood. And I got a lot. I know this deer's dead, but oh my gosh, the amount of blood. Well, then finally I get, and it's so dark now, you're not going to see white belly. And, and cause the moonlight doesn't even hit down. We're on the, on the North side of this ledge drop down in the bottom. And so finally way down yeah, in the, the south bottom, side, south side of the ledge. South side of the ledge? Yeah, well, the ledge is on the south side of the of the valley. It's on the south side of the valley, but we're on the north side of the ledge. Yeah, you're on the north side. But yeah, so I'm right. <laughs> He's always right. <laughs> yeah. I get that from my dad. So anyway, it, it was that we finally found it. And I'll tell you, it was a double lung shot. And I don't know how this doe went that far. But it was It's a amazing that right doe. at the spot, you didn't see any blood. Double oh, that, shot like that. I'll tell you no. what, that's what, yeah. Like all the way, I probably that 80 yards, Yeah, 80 yards with no blood before the first little bit, double long, 80 yards. Well, there was no a blood. drop at the leaf from a bow on the top of that, on the top of the hill, but that's 10 yards from where I hit it. But you think so? It. Yeah. Because I hit it in the field and it ran, you found it in the ragweed on a leaf. So yeah, there was a drop of blood oh, there. Maybe, maybe a drop of blood there. And then nothing, that, nothing at all. That's something to be said for, for people that are, are listening to, to it. If you're sure of your shot, don't give up. Oh, you oh. can't. If you don't see blood right up the, yep. at the, the first little, little bit, you know, keep looking. Keep I've double keep, lunged keep, one keep in the field. If, if you listen to podcast prior, that buck that when I snort wheezed and I was on the, in a stand on the edge of the field and it ran to me 10 yards and stared at me, I double lunged him. At 10 yards, staring at me, staring up at me, I put it right through him. I knew I hit him. How do you miss? At, at 10 yards, he's right below me. I double-lunged him, and he went 100 yards across that field. I heard him crash, not one bit of blood, and to the point where I thought I wasn't going to find him. Yeah. I couldn't yeah, not It's believe very it. discouraging because you, you hope for that CSI blood trail right, right from the yep. time of, of the impact, but... Sometimes it's just not like, you know, when I described the perfect blood trail in the previous or a few podcasts back, you don't always get that. And you got to be tenacious enough to, to keep looking, keep watching 
you know, it, it, watch where it goes. Listen for that crash. Pick the last tree that you saw it yep. beside yep. as an example. And it, even if it's dark, put a, I, you know, I, I carry a little flasher in my, uh, my pack. Do you really? So I do it, you know, cause some, we shoot a lot of deer closer to last light. And we've had a few times where that flasher just gives point of reference where the stand was. Oh. Even, you know, you put it on the base yep. of the stand, uh, you put all your pack and stuff there and it's a flasher and you just look back and say, yep, it was kind of in the right spot or, or even if it, you got to go back and, and get the guys for, for help or if they're, they're not right there right away. That's a you heck can of a put good the idea. Flasher. We got to get us yeah. a yeah. flasher. That's a heck of a they're, good all idea. All they are, all they are is what clips on the back of a bike, you know, with your, it, it, I don't know what the branding pen or whatever the. You sponsor Bill? Or, but, you sponsor? Yeah, we're we're sponsored by Canadian but, Tire Pen Products and Carousel <laughs> Batteries. So, <laughs> but, Dollar store batteries. It's yeah. I keep two of them. I keep two of them in my my pack, uh, and just in case. That's not a bad know, idea. It, we'll take a hat where we found the last blood spot, and we'll put the hat on a branch, like our orange hat, and then we'll go from there, right? But well, a, a blanket I, I feel is a good that idea. even if I'm hunting county bush. I don't know the landmarks well enough. So if I'm, if I happen to harvest a deer in County Bush and I have to go back to the, the, the truck to get, or the, the van to get a, a, a whatever to, to help me drag that deer out. I'm not going to find it again, unless I got some sort of markers uh, to, to get me back there. Like so that. these flashing yeah. lights are, are what I use in my yeah, back. Good idea. So anyway, by this time, I've walked along the top, and now I've reached the hogback, and the hogback goes down at a 45-degree angle. So actually, what happens is it's 90 degrees to the ravine, the hogback going down. So by this time, Todd is now around the bend and on the side of the hogback, heading straight north, but now he's at the bottom following along the base. And all of a sudden he yells, I got it. And I was so happy. Like I had a, I had a lot of confidence when we saw the, the blood on the leaf and then saw the upturned leaves going down the side of the ravine. I thought, okay, this is trackable. But when he yelled up, I got it, I went, oh, thank goodness. You, you're standing with it? He says, yeah, and it's a big no. And it was course, big. We're yelling up and down here. So that was it. That was, we were, we were done right then. Yeah, well, I, much, right? that was it for that night. So I called in the troops and within 15 minutes, uh, Rick was there with the four wheel. Bill was there. Bob was there. We were all there. And so Todd had come back up to the top waiting for the, for the four wheel and the rope. And, uh, he had a, he had a cold drink bottle and, so, okay, we, t- we get ready, we tie the rope on, and, and so Todd says, okay, Rick, or Rick, you and I are going. I repel back down the back ravine. Why didn't you drag that deer up, up the hill? I was going to throw it over my shoulders. <laughs> I don't understand why you didn't. You but I had to go to the gym. It, yeah, it was Wednesday. Wednesdays is my day off. Oh, oh actually, it was Tuesday. It. it was leg day. And I already done legs. So anyway, <laughs> he, he hands me the drink, and he says, here, hold my drink. I'm going down the hill. So... All right, the, the, he goes down, and, and they got it down there, and they tie it up, and now we're backing the four-wheeler up and dragging it up, and now it's at the top, and I'm feeling really good. So we load it on the four-wheeler, and they run out, and so we walk back to my stand. Okay. He left out the, the most tumultuous part was getting that dough up that hill, even with the four-wheeler, because now where I was going up and down, I was down a ways. Like when we say hogs back, it's because – it's it splits that what I say the ravine, but the valley, 
and it it gradually goes all the way down to the bottom. If you walked the hog's it's back, it's like a forty-five degree ramp comes right out of the east and west wall of that out of the bottom valley, forty-five degrees north. Up. But on each side, it's just straight down drop off, yes. and right. So you can walk all the way to the bottom of that valley on that hog's back on left and right, and I mean it's a narrow path. Like you watch Lord of the Rings when they're walking the mountaintop, that is the narrow path, and well, it's washing anyway, away more every year. Yeah, it didn't used to be. I got pictures. I got them out this year, and that used to be about six, eight feet wide, and it's nowhere like that. Now, oh, Forty years ago, it was in eight some feet spots. Wide. It's not even there. I mean, yeah. you're it's roots that you're is holding it on, right? Like so, you know, it's. But anyway, so where I was going up and down, you could gradually go, but you're not going to pull the deer up that way because you can't get the four wheeler down the hogs back. So where that that deer had to go was straight up, and now so I had to guide it because then you got to go around the trees and and fell trees yeah, and it. oh my gosh, I had to bump that thing over. I I, I don't even circumference was like almost two feet around tree fell down and it's up to my, my chest high. And so I had to get that doe with the rope around her and the four wheeler pulling her up and they can't hear me all the way up there. Cause it's dad and bill. And then the four wheeler out in the field with the winch on it. So I'm yelling, Whoa, Whoa. No, there's no hearing Todd yelling. Whoa. When they're rawr, rawr. So here I am trying to bump this thing, not fall down this 200 yards straight down drop, hold on to the rope to keep myself up while it's pulling me up and bump this deer up over the, oh my goodness, man, that was some work. I mean, with a four, we were still, what, dad, 40 minutes getting that thing out oh, yeah. of there? And then Todd says, okay, dad, where's my drink? Oh, shoot. It was in my pocket. One, one thing. I lost it. Yeah. It, with it, with his strap, <laughs> with a strap. Now, now in all that amount, we made sure we got the strap. Todd's drink. No, 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 no we didn't. We went back, got everything. I forgot all about the strap. Uh-huh. I forgot about it. It was three days later and I thought of it. I woke up in the middle of the night, my strap's still laying out there. And, and the things that keep you up at night. Yeah. So oh, to be retired, right? The worries. So the next day, like Rick says, he messaged me, he says, so by the way, Don, I picked up your strap. Oh, good. And then Todd says, yeah, and guess what? I was really thirsty today and I found that bottle of water you dropped. <laughs> so it worked out great. He says, that was Perfect. good. I was thirsty. Yeah. So he wouldn't have had a drink then. If well, I Rick had shot water. at a deer and I had to go over and check to see if there was blood or not. And so I went over there and as I was walking, it was, again, it, it was what, Thursday or whatever. It was warm. And when I went over, I yeah, was, was I was on fire and Rick was just down the edge of that hog's back. So I happened to walk up and there's my drink laying there in the top of the hog's back. Yeah. Perfect. So see, everything worked out great. Yeah. Rick, I did. Yep. Rick retrieved my strap and... And Todd had a drink. So. If it was apple juice, I wouldn't have done that because you just don't know. I said, you see, <laughs> everything worked out perfect. I planned that. <laughs> you, you did <laughs> but, good. Yeah, but the tracking <laughs> job, that that impressed me. That uh, like These guys, when they dig in and go and find those deer, uh, it feels good. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice, nice when a plan comes together. Yeah, when he has his servants. Get going. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do now. Like, so there's a deer over there. Remember, go, go put that deer in front of me, son. I remember. Let me shoot him. Now, go that, track him, gut him, drag him, hang him. Have a good day. That gross story <laughs> was before Todd was born. My daughter was one year old. Todd wasn't even born for another two years. So it goes back a long time. We and, call that the dark ages, BT, I, before Todd. And I did all that. When Todd decided he wanted to start hunting, I was I, I spent one whole day just showing him that the whole area and all kinds of stuff. Did all the dragging, all the gun. That's how he learned. I figure, okay, he owes me. Now it's his turn. <laughs> he owes me. Paid back 10 times. Yeah. 
What the yeah. heck? In, in drop strap. And you know, I remember too, hunting got ducks and geese. Uh, a buddy of mine, he's gone now. His name's Ron Underhill, and I don't mind saying it. We hunted five days a week. And I can remember we, here we were. I was overweight. He was overweight. He smoked. We got decoys on our backs. We're carrying our guns and we're walking across a plowed field to get to a flooded part in a cornfield where ducks were coming in. We must have fell down five or six times trying to get up. And he looked at me and he says, okay, you lose 25 pounds, I'll quit smoking. I said, better yet, let's have a couple of boys to do this for us. And so <laughs> yeah. he says, let's, let's do both. Okay, neither one of us had any kids yet. So I said, okay, let's do both. So I lost 25 pounds, he quit smoking, and we both had boys. The only thing was his didn't start hunting, mine did. So I got the better end of the deal. <laughs> Jeez. That's awesome. I'm pleading the fifth. <laughs> that's 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 a great story. I like that how you brought that all together and you still managed to make fun of Todd. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you guys are slowly stepping up your game. It, it's it's taking you forty something episodes. What is this now? I, I what are we at? Forty nine? Maybe we need to make Maybe. a decision. We it's because when we we're, we I say season one when I upload this thing and iTunes goes by seasons. So is fifty is fifty two the end of it, season and fifty three would be season two. I think so. All decision right. made. Done deal. E- executive decision. Uh, do I have a seconder? Yeah, oh, no yeah, seconder. Yeah, seconder. Yeah. All in favor? Say aye. aye. Yeah. yeah. All right. Here it is. Done. All right. Season season two coming up. Episode fifty-three. Yeah, I think this is forty-nine. Right on. Yeah. Well, that was a good story, Bill. Appreciate hearing about your buck, TJ. Sorry you had to walk. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Glad it was more than six a, points. Yeah, well, me too, to be honest with you. I would have made for some very awkward conversation back at the camp. <laughs> you just but. argue with your brother. <laughs> yeah. But you know what the funny thing was about that? You put the racks side by side for what my brother shot earlier in the week, and they were they were twin twin brothers. You can see the genetics, they, eh? They were identical racks. That's so cool. Yep. That's like my, my garage. See. All the bucks we've shot over the years out of this spot are on my garage wall, and you can just look and see the genetics all through it. Yep. Like yeah, the, it's pretty neat to see. Yeah, it is. That is cool. But yeah, so. yeah, got to hear that. Got to hear how I facilitate for father. All my hard yeah, work, as you as you should. <laughs> that's you that's should. that's debatable. So yeah. Right. Anyway, it's a good podcast. Good well, I get Thanks the second. The to make I get yep. the second eye done December eighteenth. Get the cataracts off it. I've already got an eye appointment at the end of uh, December to get my eyes checked to see if I need glasses or not, and then I should be good to go. Now, if I could just get that's, my arm working, yeah, I may never hit another target. Who knows? That's perfect. I'd like to hear that. <laughs> All right. On. Okay, good awesome. luck. We'll be in touch. For sure. Thanks, Bill. Nice talking to you, Bill. Talk to you again. Nice talking to you guys. Bye. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd. And thanks for listening. And folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week. <laughs>